0: friends. Thank you for tuning into this Body and Soul podcast called Healthy-ish with me, your host, Felicity Harley. You've probably noticed a therapy speak, I'm saying this in air quotes, by the way, being used across TikTok, Instagram. It is in conversations everywhere. It is all over the internet. So what is it and why are people suddenly experts in mental health, which is a great thing by the way, but we're also going to discuss the downsides and how it can Warning, ruin your relationships. My guest today is psychotherapist, couples counselor and author Lissy Abrahams. If you do like what you hear from Lissy, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish, where we go deep into the mental load and what the hell to do about it. You can listen to that episode wherever you get your podcasts. Lissy, nice to have you back on Healthy-ish. No, oh, it's wonderful to be here. lovely to see you. Actually, I think this is the third time I've had you on and it's always nice to have someone back and be familiar and you always bring such great wisdom. Thank
1: you so much. It may even be the fourth. Actually, I think you're right.
0: You are officially a regular. Now, we're talking therapy speak. Were you, I see this word everywhere at the moment across social media, On you know, in conversations, I hear people talking about it. What is it? Give us some examples.
1: Okay, some examples are when people are using the language of therapy, psychology, mental health terms, and they're just using them in their everyday language and having conversations, interact- interaction. So suddenly, we now uh, diagnose everybody with bipolar disorder, um, that they're a psychopath, uh, that someone's abusive, someone's gaslighting us, and we, you know, we're using these terms, and it's fantastic that they're on the. Uh, on our agenda and we can talk about them, but there is a limit to using them because we're not always talking about the same thing when we talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, as a professional, when I talk about gaslighting, I mean, it's happening in a particular context. If I use the term abuse, it is as well, but we we are just labeling things in all sorts of ways at the moment and we just need to be a bit careful with it.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because I agree with you. In In many ways, it's helped so many people uncover what they might've been Suffering from or privy to or at the end of, especially when it comes to you know ADHD and different things like that, but on the flip side it it can be unhealthy. so can you chat through say when to use it? so a healthy approach to therapy speak versus using it more on the weaponized, because often in a relationship it can be used against us as well.
1: Absolutely. So when, we, when we're talking about it in a healthy way, using these terms, we have to do it in a kind of open-ended way, and we don't want to foreclose and tell someone what they've got. We, we don't want to um, put them in a box that as if we know that we've given them a diagnosis. So it's always open, it's uh, thoughtful, it's reflective, as opposed to taking a position with them. because. What we might think is correct isn't actually necessarily correct. So an example might be we might say to someone, I have a thought, would you like to hear it? As opposed to just dumping the thought Mm. that we have on them. Or we might say something like, are you needing support with this or do you want me to just lend an ear? As opposed to, you should do this. That kind of imposing of ourselves as therapists, it can be quite damaging.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, I was just thinking about trauma dumping We we see it on social and everyone thinks it's acceptable, but sometimes you don't want other people's problems dumped on you.
1: Totally. And I mean, I see this on TV and um, in television shows, especially reality ones, where they're just talking about trauma like it's nothing. And I keep thinking that is going to trigger people. Mm. That's really dangerous having these topics just thrown out as entertainment and fodder. We have to be really careful. So, you know, things like we can weaponize uh, this therapy speak and it can really hurt people and blindside them. If you're going along and you think you're watching, like, even the lovely show Glow Up or Makeup and all of of a sudden, they're getting them to express their trauma and things and secrets. I was, I'm dumbfounded by what comes out around this now. And I just go, trigger alert, trigger alert, but they're not giving it. Yeah. So there's lots that happens in that space.
0: How, well, how can we, what should we do as an everyday person who, I mean, I, I do like some of these words because, you know, gaslighting is a good one to use in certain situations. So I, I do use some of these words as well. What's a good balance? Is there, is there a balance, I mean, as an everyday person and not an, an expert in this field, to use this language?
1: Well, I think it's that that way of just making sure we're not weaponising it and to make sure that we're not using, firstly, we need to understand that we're using the same word to mean the same thing. Yeah. Because what we call gaslighting is often we're just talking about a lie. But gaslighting happens in the context of an abusive relationship. It's not just any lie. Like, I remember lying to my kid. She wanted to eat, she she was eating duck for the first time. She goes, Oh, mummy, there's an animal with this called duck. And I said, Yes, yes, it's different. And I lied. I purposely lied to her. Mm. But that's not gaslighting. We're not in the context of an abusive relationship. Not great. I'm not I'm not encouraging people yeah. to
0: lie. Well, thank you for your honesty. Because yeah. I'm sure we've all done that to our kids at some stage <laughs> to make them eat something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like
1: hold on to your integrity. Yeah, yeah. But gaslighting happens in the context of an abusive relationship or an abusive situation where we're actually trying to degrade, if we're gaslighting someone, degrade their confidence and their belief in their own mind that they can um that they can use judgments and um, think about things and they're doing the weakening is happening so that the other person has control over them Mm. that's not a lie that's a whole system of abuse that's operating Mm. in that moment we want to understand if we're using the word gaslighting are we talking about a lie or are we actually saying someone's abusive and we need to know that that nuance and i think that's the thing like i'm not going to it's the nuance Mm. yeah and understanding the consequence of if we put these terms on people and so you know If you ask any family lawyer, you go and visit any family lawyer, they have nearly every new client come to them and they'll say their ex has narcissistic personality disorder, borderline personality disorder. So they're big things, those disorders, Mm, Um, mm. or they're bipolar or whatever, abusive, and it's just thrown out like lollies to children. But the consequences can be massive. Mm. You you use the word abuse and suddenly the ex person might have been a bit mean, still not abuse, there's a context. They they might not see their kids without supervision. We mm. have to be really careful.
0: And you're right. If you go back to the stats, the bipolar the number of people diagnosed with bipolar disorder is I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it is quite low. Absolutely.
1: We're not all we don't all have a bit of bipolar, mm. and it, it's also you know a way of weaponising. So it's it's the intent. We have to be very careful that we don't hold sort of superior positions inside of ourselves and manipulate people or cause harm with it. Uh, so, things like um, diagnosing other people. I mean, that's a skill. I
0: mean, I mean you go to university for a long time d- to learn how to do that. I've trained over 10 <laughs> as years. <you> did. <laughs> yeah, I've
1: trained over 10 years and understand the nuances and the consequences mm. of it. I know it is so deliciously tempting, though, to diagnose people, but we do need to be really careful. Um, we need to be careful about labeling everybody as neurodivergent. The word divergent implies. That it's divergent, like Mm. it's off. It's off from what's mainstream. We can't Mm. all be off from mainstream; otherwise, we'd be mainstream. Mm. So we need to be careful. We don't all have ADHD or ASD. We we don't. Mm. Um, So it's also comparing symptoms and being competitive with them. Behind all of these are very real people, serious consequences individually and for families. A lot of people who have trauma, it gets bandied around. They've got substance issues, they've got um, self-harm, suicidal ideation, we don't really know what's going on in their world mm. and I just think we need to take care without being kind of, you know, police officers about it but yeah. we do need to take some so care. So just
0: being more careful with the language we l- we use around Mental health, mental health issues, things like that. Yeah, Mm. and
1: also, I mean, I would love to use all the language of a neurosurgeon, but that doesn't make me a neurosurgeon. And so we just need to be careful how we put this out to people.
0: Good wisdom. Lissy, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Well, great words of wisdom for Lissy. Just think twice before you use some of these heavy words this language and make sure you know the true meaning of the word if you do want more of lissy's advice and wisdom make sure you check out her online program It is called fight less love more if you did enjoy this chat we would love it if you could rate and review it or you can subscribe to this podcast make sure you listen to ep on extra healthish that was a good chat for anything else jump online bodyandsoul.com.au, follow us on socials grab our print edition which is out in your local sunday paper and until tomorrow stay healthy-ish